0: Hey, everyone. This is Sam, bringing you yet another episode of that Girl with the curls. This is episode thirty six all about Avenger's Age of Ultron. Myself and my very good friend James Rowe or Roman on the Rocks, as you may also know him. uh we get into this movie we We go full on spoilers because it's been about two weeks, and I figured that was enough time so people could have seen it and then they'd come back and be like what did what did Sam think about this movie? I know she's all into that comic book stuff, and Joss Whedon, and really is in love with Chris Evans, and staring into his beautiful blue eyes, and okay. (laughs) That was too much information. But hey, uh, when you're in love, you're in love. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, just a roundabout way of saying there's spoilers in this episode. Uh, James and I get into it. There's a lot to talk about. It's, uh, It's a great movie. You should definitely go out and see it before you listen to this. Unless you're one of those people who, kind of like me, don't really care about spoilers, and you just want to keep listening to see what, uh, or hear, actually, what myself and James thought, then by all means, continue listening, and uh, hopefully you will be thrilled with the uh, amount of surprisingly geeky and erudite uh, conversation about... uh, one of the big superhero movies of the summer. So, yeah, uh, get into it, uh, listen, and come back for more. True, it's part of your like shtick now. Wow.
1: God, that's gonna kill me.
0: I would not do a whole lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't really pour easily either, so <laughs> I'm
1: just
0: kind of just screwed
1: no matter what I do.
0: Does this mean I have to get a drink or something? You don't have to. Okay. Yep. I find
1: podcasting way funner.
2: Sure. I just go off on diatribes.
1: It's why my first two podcasts were like an hour forty. <laughs>
0: it's
1: like Jesus Christ, I gotta cut that down.
0: Yeah, I I think my longest so far has been two hours, and that was me and Jack because we were just talking about Wonder Woman the whole time. No sure. Yeah, so I mean, after after a while, you're just like, okay, we're just gonna keep going with this. And um, but I do, yeah, I try to keep it to an hour. But I figure with uh, Avengers, will we'll have plenty to talk about so <laughs> so you ready to do this thing sir yes sorry i keep muting myself <laughs> excellent we've already started dun 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 <laughs> because this is a yet another <laughs> crossover event we have that that girl with the curls meets roman on the rocks woo <sighs> yay we're here to talk about some Avengers Age of Ultron! Woo! So stoked. Oh my god, such a good movie. Yeah, I, so uh, have you only seen it just the one time? Just the one time. And, well, yes, I'm broke. Okay. Uh, I'm not broke, but I just have movie tickets. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, this has been a, a big deal for a lot of people going in. I mean, certainly for anyone who loved the, you know, the first Avengers, and then also pretty much all the Marvel movies at this point. I mean, it's really hard to find, I mean, there are very specific ones that people don't like, and it's usually Iron Man too, um, and or Incredible Hulk. <laughs> so. It's just so sad, it's so sad, because, like, the first Incredible Hulk was, was admittedly, like, the worst thing ever, like... CGI was terrible. <laughs> Scripting was
1: terrible. Like it was just bad all the way around. And then I felt so bad because it was like the the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. Like I like Edward Norton, mm-hmm. and
0: I was just like, no, this is good. This <laughs> is okay. This is good. Right. It's okay. And of course, you know, there was a whole snafu over that. So oh yeah, but uh, but yeah. So we've been gearing up. This is the f- this is the second phase of Marvel's um, infinite phases of movies. <laughs> Right, it's like it's like in, it's like a space launch that will never
1: actually get to the moon. It'll just keep prom- uh, promising us great
0: things mm-hmm. and delivering those great things, but never actually going to the moon. Yeah, it's like we'll just be like, you know, we've never gotten to the moon yet, but you know what? It's been a good ride. It's been a great fun ride. <laughs> like we saw some space. We got close. And then we went back. Whatever. It was good. Right. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Age of Ultron is, um, again, directed by Joss Whedon, starring all the characters you know and love. We have your Iron Mans, your uh, Captain Americas, Hulk, Black Widow, Hawkeye, who am I missing? Thor. <laughs> and, yeah, that's the main cast. And then we have additional peoples. Uh, we have Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, even though they're they're not called that at all during the movie. Um, but they are Pietro and Wanda Maximoff, which is awesome. And, uh, and then we also have the returning Nick Fury and yeah, I mean, there's just, there's cameos up the wazoo in this one. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. Like, and and, and so many
1: of them aren't, like, they're just so brief. Like, I was really surprised that we didn't end up with like Agent Coulson, just like, hi, S.H.I.E.L.D. And like walking off, like I was really
0: surprised. That would have been actually kind of amazing, and it would have been awesome if they they're just like, "Look, guys, you're a team already. Coulson's alive! Yay!" Yeah, right? <laughs> like, like
1: these guys still have no idea that Coulson's
0: alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, what
1: kind of a dick lie is that? Like
0: I, don't, I just don't get it. It's like after a while, you just feel like, dude. Okay, they they came together. Like at this point, it's kind of it's kind of moot to continue this lie. Right, right. Just show up and be like, oh, hey, here's some Inhumans. Set up for the new movie! (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, like, the... uh, James, you want to, like, run through the the plot of the movie?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, essentially, essentially the plot is... I'm I'm assuming this is, like, a spoiler-ish...
0: Oh, yeah, this is, like... Spoilering okay. the hell out of this movie. <laughs> so, so, so the the general premise of the movie is
1: is essentially um, like we we've followed from the events ending in the Avengers, where you know, like Tony Stark is like he's ha- he's got some issues, he's got some shit going on mm-hmm. after like going into space and then like saving the world, and he's a little paranoid now, but he he hides it really well. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, ultimately, like his dream is a world where like heroes aren't needed. Mm-hmm. Like there's this great defense system in place. We're not needed, and peace all over the globe, like mm-hmm. world peace. Um, and so, and so, of course, like um, the Avengers, like they're they're the, the movie opens with them looking for the staff of Loki, and so um, they end up finding it, and through the research, like oh my god, like there's a whole AI here. We could do something with this, mm-hmm. um, and so of course, you know, they they end up uh, trying to utilize it,
2: and said AI kind of just does what all evil AIs do,
1: yeah. and just goes <laughs> like, "No, like fuck this! I have my own plans." And then we have the birth of Ultron, mm-hmm. um, who ultimately is the
0: villain of this movie. Yeah, and it's and and the and Ultron is played by James Spader, who. He's so good. Yeah, like Spader is so good at smarmy asshole. Like it's true. Like if 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 you're listening to this and you haven't seen any of the Blacklist and you
1: haven't seen for whatever reason you're listening to this and you haven't seen this movie yet, go watch just an episode of the Blacklist and you'll have a really good idea of what Ultron is.
0: Yeah. And, he's, and and they, they say it, that he's like a, a child, practically, of Tony Stark. Like he's an extension of a lot of Stark's traits, like, to yeah. the nth degree. And that's why he's so self-aggrandizing, he's full of himself. But he also, in a weird way, his intentions are fairly pure. Because yeah. he's taking Tony's argument and just taking it to the most extreme extent it can go. And. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll give But if they fuck up, I will play God. Yeah, exactly, and and the whole idea of um, what is it? uh, You know, the not needing the Avengers because the Avengers are actually the problem. They are preventing the natural evolution of people by keeping them still by not allowing them to evolve and kill each other for whatever reason that they would do it. Like, I mean, it's it's really an interesting. Argument and it's somewhat. I mean, it's debated a lot in the movie, but at times it feels like it gets left off. For I'm the villain now, so let's just do that. <laughs> uh, but it's certainly the most Joss Whedon-y character in the whole movie. Like, just the. I don't know if some of that was ad libbed because it just seemed so like natural in the dialogue. Yeah,
1: like it was very like off the cuff, but. Like sounding but not at the same time like taking away from from anything else like it, it felt natural.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, and just I know he was like motion captured and everything and so the movement, I mean the movements there like the the expressions in the robot like in Ultron's face are like so well done. Like I mean you can just see you can see the details like in all the expressions and everything and it's just like and Andy Serkis is in this movie, too. You figure the guy who's, like, the most equipped to do motion capture. <laughs> Andy Serkis was in this? Yeah, he plays, um, Claw, the, uh, the dude in Africa who's selling the vibranium. Oh, shit! Like, I didn't even recognize I him. know, right? <laughs>
1: oh, my gosh. Like, you blew my mind. Of course, this is why Sam has seen this movie, like, four times, and I have seen it
0: but once. <laughs> uh, oddly enough, only twice, so... <laughs> <laughs> My memory though is sound. <laughs> I'm a sponge. Uh but no My yeah. Mine is not, I'm drinking. Oh well there you go. I'll be sober for both of us. <laughs> and I I think it's Ulysses Claw. I'm not sure, but he's he's the setup for um the eventual Black Panther movie because he's uh T'Challa's um like arch nemesis and he'll eventually get a new arm. So that's why they call him Claw. <laughs> Uh So, yeah. So, he's the Inspector Gadget villain that we've all been looking for. Oh, my God. If he did this, like, (laughs) next time, Gadget. You know, if he did something like that... Uh, It'd be perfect. (laughs) The Vision just shows up to be the robot equivalent, so he can be like, next time, Vision. (laughs) Oh, we should also mention that. The Vision shows up in this one, too. Mm, Yes, so
1: good, too. Like, a lot of people had a lot of concerns because it was... Like once people found out that Paul Bettany was playing the Vision, and fans who knew that Paul Bettany was the voice of Jarvis mm-hmm. were like, "But how how will he be the
2: Vision and Jarvis?" <laughs> and they really answer that in this movie by really kind of there just isn't really a Jarvis by the
0: end of the movie. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's instituted to be part of Vision, so to speak. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing when because because um, Ultron creates goes to the this great extent to evolve himself which it which basically means he goes to get the vibranium from Wakandan traders basically uh thus setting up Black Panther uh which which is so cool because Wakanda was hinted at a few movies back I mean not like super duper like oh my god Wakanda Black Panther woo it was much more the it's in Iron Man 2 at the very end like, uh, there's all these maps and everything where Tony and Nick Fury are talking. And you can see, like, a little spot is indicated on Africa, which everyone, you know, took to mean, oh, that's where Wakanda is. Well, or even um, even Captain America makes a very small reference to
1: it after they give him his shield. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, he's like, what is it? It's like super light strong and they're like oh it's vibranium it's only found in these mines in Africa and that's like the last damn thing you ever hear about
0: vibranium yeah exactly so yeah so the vibranium is is, uh, acquired from Dr. Kla and uh, he uses that and um, a thing that's called the cradle that's invented by uh, used by Dr. Helen Cho who is kind of like the Avengers go to medical person (laughs) when you know they inevitably get chunks of flesh taken out of them by weapons (laughs) <laughs> Which is, poor Hawkeye, you know. Hawkeye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, and I, I, for some reason, because I'm not a huge Marvel reader, but I think that it's hinted that Helen Cho is possibly the mother or some relative of another character named Amadeus Cho. I could be wrong, but the names are similar, and that's just how it goes in movies. <laughs> so, it's very, it's not often that a lot of characters have the same names. So without being related. Uh, But yeah, so he goes to get this cradle thing that imprints flesh, basically, and uses that all to create a new body, and as he's trying to upload his consciousness into it, the Avengers get a hold of the body, and Tony, trying to, like, basically make amends in his own way for the creation of Ultron, decides to go ahead and try it again with Vision. (laughs) And it turns into, like, this mad scientist creation like a Victor Frankenstein kind of thing, because Thor runs in and he's got his hammer, and he just had a a vision of his own in some weird freaky pond. Uh, <laughs> there's just like so much going a on pond in this movie, in a cave, like tripping <laughs> like acid. Oh my god! And is it's so what the hell? it's so great because he basically like is the catalyst that makes vision possible, and then he just jumps out and he's we know he's naked. But there's also this weird thing, that like he's a machine, but is he naked? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like, I was watching that whole scene, and then, like, when, when,
1: does him and Thor, like, there's a brief interlude where he, he kind of attacks, mm-hmm. and, like, Thor just throws him. Yeah. And like, he just stops, like, right in front of a window. And so it's, like, naked vision, and I was like, but does, like, is, does he have, like, is he just standing naked in front of a window? Like, is <laughs>
0: Well, especially given that i i know this vision in the comics eventually like him and scarlet witch actually end up having a relationship like they get yeah. married pretty much they, actually, they have a kid yeah they have like, like they have twins yeah like and i told i told my wife about that and i was like they have they have they have
1: kids and she was just like but how <laughs> and i was like i don't i don't know
0: Oh yes, yes we could. <laughs>
1: uh, SNL actually kind of explained that through uh, a comedy, that, uh, a little comedy skit they did with uh, Black Widow, making fun of the fact that like Marvel will not, like they they haven't made any plans to actually make a Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good. Like SNL made fun of it, uh, just robot penis parts, like oh good yeah.
0: No, yeah, I love that skit just because yeah it does. I mean, and that's another issue to get into definitely with Marvel, but I think um, let's try. Try I think guess going through more of the movie if we can. <laughs> like, it's like it's like trying to talk about everything and nothing at the same time. <laughs> uh, and and really the whole thing with visions creation. If we backtrack a little bit, um, you know, we have Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver Pietro and Wanda Wanda Maximoff, who um, in this movie because there's the whole thing with uh, Fox about the use of mutants and the fact that. The twins are mutants and avengers. You know, they were actually avengers before they were really considered mutants. Um, before they were revealed to be uh, uh, Ma- Magneto's kids. So the rights issue basically said that Quicksilver was used by both movies. And uh, you had Peter Maximoff over in Days of Future Past. And here you have Pietro Maximoff. So in this one, since they can't use the word mutant, they're called enhanced. Enhanced... Um, they were experimented on by Baron von Strucker, and, uh, they basically, like, got these powers from Loki's staff, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so now, uh, Scarlet Witch has all kinds, she has all the powers. Like, she can, uh, you know, read minds, she can, like, affect things with her, her, like, red, smoky power um and then pietro can run really fast (laughs) yeah i mean like and there there's been a few articles
1: out there that have talked about the fact that like there are these two like quicksilvers in the marvel universe but used in totally different ways Mm -hmm. um but they are really similar like i mean like like fox with the x-men had a very interesting perspective and in humorous perspective to Quicksilver and the fact that, you know, he was this young teenager and he was angsty and all this. like And that's not the Quicksilver we got in this movie. Like, this is very like, angry, hurt, like, like, he he lost his family. Like, all he has is his sister. You know? You know, so
2: he has a very different lookout. The fact that he's also Russian. um, Yeah. (laughs) or, Or whatever he is, Russian, Ukrainian,
0: like, in that, the Balkans, in that whole area kind of thing, so. They give, and, and I love how they connect everything back to the other heroes. I mean, all of it always seems to go back to Tony, um, because it's, he's got the easiest background to make responsible for everyone else's bad times. Stark and those weapons, like, (laughs) why? Oh, but it's such a, I mean, it's a really good scene, even though there's, when they do those info dumps, it's always difficult to make that sound like, "Oh yes, we are just giving our backstory so that you will sympathize with us more, and thus we get across some of this information." But um, I think um, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen, who play uh, Pietro and Wanda, did a really good job of making that you know sound as as good as it could. You know, it's it's still here's our background, but um, the whole idea that a shell. You know, uh, one shell killed their parents because it went through basically the floor of their building, um, and then the other one. After they get, they roll under the bed to save themselves. It's just, it's a dud, and they sit and they lay basically there for two days, waiting for a shell that says Stark on it to kill them. Yeah, well, and they painted that image so well in the scene
1: because the the whole scene is is sitting there with Ultron, and and like in Pietro, like
2: he's just like. He's like, I have a small picture, Mm
1: -hmm. and he's just like, he's like, let me, let me show you the picture, and, and like, I'm expecting like, oh, here's my wallet, here's a picture (laughs) of torture, like, I'm expecting that, and then no, like, he just paints the image, like, they just describe in utter detail, like, that moment that defined them,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it was perfect, like, I didn't need a whole separate movie for them, like,
0: I was just like, oh, okay, sure. And it explains everything you need to know in terms of why they volunteered for, um, for the the whole, like, yeah, stick us with an alien staff thing, we'll take it. <laughs> it's like I mean, it explains that, it explains their anger towards the Avengers, and also even the area of Sokovia, which is the made-up country that they're from, uh, they don't seem to like the Avengers at all, which probably has something to do with, like, you know, Strucker's uh, influence or something like that. Uh, but it makes sense. It's just like not everyone's gonna like the Avengers for what they do and don't do. Well, sure, and I mean they and they
1: even they even perpetrate that like like earlier on in the movie before those events with the whole um, Iron Man and the Hulk
0: like mm-hmm. when 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 Scarlet Witch um, like really like goes for people's fucking minds. Oh yeah, she's like and giving visions to everybody and. <laughs>
1: His mind went um we already kind of saw things with tony um early early on in the movie like the hulk they didn't actually
0: show us where he went like do you really want to like, see that <laughs> yeah right he's just, like angry rampage um and
1: and so like and and it, it, it's, there there is that scene where, where mark ruffalo is talking and he's he's telling like after everything's happened he's just like you know the world, or somebody, I don't think it's him, but somebody says, many for the first time saw the real
0: Hulk. No, that's Ruffalo, he's talking to Black Widow about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just a
1: terrifying notion, and like, yeah, I can see immediately how, like, those people are just like, oh, the Avengers, like, especially yeah. that guy, but the Avengers, like, they're not good, you, they just destroyed half our city, mm-hmm. like, with
0: that. Well, and it goes to like there. I mean, there was another running theme: this idea of monsters. Like uh, the the some of the world sees the Avengers as the problem. Like they're the monsters, and then each one of them has their own individual notion of who the monster is. I mean, with uh, with the Hulk, with Bruce Banner, he has a literal rage monster that he turns into. And yet he's the sweetest guy. Like, I mean, the the whole little uh, romance set up between him and Scarlet wi- uh not Scarlet Witch, um, Black Widow. I mean, I I never saw that coming. I didn't even think of it. But it made sense within the movie. It yeah. it was something there where you're like, okay, I can see that, you know? Well, the funny thing is, like, a lot of people were, like, after seeing
1: that were just like, well, we feel like it was f- you know mm-hmm. like, and, and I didn't feel that way at all. Like I felt like they did their best to, to kind of make it natural. Like granted no, there wasn't like a backstory to like explain like yeah. how it started, but like that's not really the important part. like this isn't this isn't the real world. I de- I don't need to know why you know Banner hooked up with, you know, Black Widow after she had a bad experience. Like,
0: I don't, I don't care. Like, we don't need all that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But if you go back to the first Avengers movie, she's the one that recruits him. Like, she's the one that Fury sends to go get him. They have that whole, like, amazingly intense scene where he's, you know, testing her, she's testing him kind of thing. And then the first time he changes as the Hulk in, in the Avengers, he's around her. Like they actually have more interactions than I think people are giving them credit for, and it just kind of turned to this whole other thing because when Hulk is done being, you know, effective Hulk, she has to go and calm him down with what they call a lullaby, which just looked like a series of of touches, so it's just kind of giving him a gentle touch or something like that. I know. Like, that was
1: the one thing that, like, kind of threw me because I was just like, because, like, suddenly he, like, trails off and, like, oh, sleepy time. And I'm like, (laughs)
0: what did she do to him yeah <laughs> how do I do that to people <laughs> like, yeah it, it almost looked like some kind of weird conditioning thing that they were trying like because he seemed to understand as Hulk what was going on sort well, of yeah
1: because there was always a statement like she uh, like both times you see it in the movie she says
0: the exact same thing to mm-hmm. start with
1: to kick it off
0: yeah um and then and then yeah it's like these like these hand gestures and and
2: then she flicks his hand and he oh you know, he goes like
0: sleepy crazy sleepy crazy um, but yeah so uh going back yeah with the so scarlet witch is basically like bewitching all the members of the uh um uh of the team and tony sees basically the death of the entire team that he caused he feels responsible for um yeah black widow sees uh basically the black widow program that we saw in agent carter you know, at first, uh, the the miniseries Agent Carter, which hopefully will get a second season. Yay! Hopefully. <laughs> so the idea that she was uh, conditioned to become a killer and that the, the final, the graduation ceremony that they call it in the Red Room is she's sterilized. Um, yeah. And it's this whole thing where, you know, I, and i love that conversation between her and banner where they're talking about running away together it's like the fight's over for us like um and then banner's just like i can't give you a life i can't you know i can't physically give you you know uh make children or i can't have all of this stuff and she's like well neither can i <laughs> like and it's this whole thing where she refers to herself as a monster not because she can't have children but because she was made into one by the program she was a part of and I've seen a lot of people misinterpreting that um, that speech that she gives. Yeah. Which is well, weird.
2: <laughs> and, and you do. You get, you get a really good
1: sense. Like, it's one of the first moments where you get a really good, heartfelt moment into the Black Widow. Like, the only other time you even get close to that is in, is in Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. um, where, like, she's having the conversation with Cap, and he's just like, like, why, why aren't you, like, out there? doing Mm -hmm. things and and, and trying to have relationships um and like that's a small snippet of her but this was probably this was a way bigger like chip into like she's still a
0: woman she still wants love she still wants a life Mm -hmm. but life's really goddamn hard for her because of of where she comes from and and everything exactly and and uh, and we should say this is all taking place on Hawkeye's farm. <laughs> <laughs> His surprise, goddamn
1: farm! Like that was so good, because like, it was just like everybody's just like where, what, where? What is this place? And like, like, and just like you know, um, uh, Tony says he's just like safe house.
0: Yeah. Apparently. Well, and, and um, uh, Linda Cardellini plays uh, Mrs. Hawkeye because uh, she shows up and she's clearly very pregnant. Um, this is after everyone's been uh, witchified uh, and they've been torn apart from the inside. So, as with all movies, once your team has kind of experienced a really big hit, you got to take some some downtime and uh, recoup and, and whatnot. Uh, as befitting of all good movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it is. It's like this whole look into
1: into the life of Hawkeye that nobody's ever known. Yep. Like, nope. For the most part, like, I, and I hate to say it, like, in, in Avengers 1... I felt like Hawkeye was really underused. Oh, yeah. Um, it was, it was very much like, he's the brain control device, and...
0: He's the means to a certain end.
1: Yeah. Um, and so, well, you know, like, and he, you know, ran out of arrows and all this, which always, which SNL also made another funny skit over the fact of, like, I got no arrows. I'm kind of (laughs) useless. I can't, I can't do anything. Sorry. Um. But yeah, and so it was like this whole look into this character that we relatively knew nothing about, um, cause like I even felt like early on um, like in the beginning of the movie when they're raiding the base, and mm-hmm. he totally gets like sap fried in the side um, like I I really had like no fucks given I was just like, oh that's kind of shitty
0: but, Like walk and, it off Barton <laughs> Yeah, like I just don't know this guy um, outside of like what like
1: very little of the Marvel universe with him I've read, and so and so, yeah, we get this whole peek into this weird home life that everybody's just, like, so surprised and caught off guard by, like, wait. Because, like, I like the whole moment they're standing in the, like, in the main room of the house. <laughs> and and Barton's wife, like, comes from the counter and
2: and he's like, hi. And, and Tony's just like, she's an agent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she so has no- to be an agent. And then, like, the kids come out and he's like, they must be mini so, yeah these are smaller I, agents yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, and so yeah it's like really strange and I mean I like the fact that they explained it you know the fact that Hawkeye's like this is this is like the one thing that I, I told Fury before I signed up for like this is what I wanted I mm-hmm. didn't want this to be a part of my record or anybody know about this like I did not want them to be involved in any way in the life that I live in the career that I have mm-hmm. um but at the same time, like, they're very aware of what he, like, his family's very aware of what he does. Yeah. Like,
0: it's, it's not like it's a big secret or anything. And I, I love that, too, that it's not like, oh my god, honey, who are all these people? It's like, no, Mrs. Hawkeye and the kids, they know that they're, you know, yeah. that he goes off it's and like, does stuff. It's not, like, it's not like,
1: honey, but why is Thor in my living room? Did, <laughs> did he help with the construction crew
0: today? Like, I, like it wasn't anything like that. Uh, well, and, and it's great because when they're on the farm, it, it actually gives you that really good contrast to, like, Hawkeye has, like, the most normal life of of all of them. He has the, the wife and, you know, 2.5 kids, soon to be three children, you know? He's got the, the I guess, the American dream life, you know, picket fence, farmland, whatever, and and it, it's, it highlights so much what the others don't have. Um, that's where we get the monster talk from, you know, uh, Bruce and Natasha, like their little, their really sad moment together. And then also, because um, Thor's already bucked off so that he can go and figure out what his vision was so that he can come back and be the lightning catalyst. Well, but even with his, he's, 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 you know, living this weird dream where, like, he's starting to feel the weight of the responsibility of ruling
1: Asgard mm-hmm. and, and what that's going to take for him. Um, and so, and he's, well, I mean, obviously by the dream, like like by, by the, the vision he has from, from the Scarlet Witch manipulating him, like he has
0: these really big concerns about it. And that's why he like goes off like, I need answers. Mm-hmm. I will not <laughs> like, find them here. It's like, right? okay. Like I will not find them with the chickens. Like, okay. <laughs> who says uh, <laughs> like chickens can be very insightful <laughs> well, and it's like and, and there's even that moment and
1: and tony makes like a really good point and you can you can see like the small there's these small moments all throughout the movie that you can see as far as what's going to be world building for the little things that are going to come between captain and tony mm-hmm. when it comes to captain america civil war like you can see where some of those
0: are like there's the fact that like when they're outside and they're splitting wood. Oh god. And, yet, and, and You know Captain America's ripping logs in half. Of when his he arms. when he did that, like the theater I was in, like both times people were like, "Whoa, he could just <laughs> split a log with his bare hands." And first of all, Chris Evans already looks like he could do that naturally. Right. Cuz I'm not going to lie, hot. So hot. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, there's that whole conversation where Tony looks at Captain and he goes, uh, and he says, you know, uh, I just don't, I just don't trust somebody who's, who, who's dark side. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And Captain goes, maybe you just haven't seen my dark side. Yes. Which I was like, oh, no, just be creepy about it. Captain um, has a
2: dark side. No. Right? I was like, what are you, what are you going to do,
1: boy scout? Like you going to go rip somebody's arms off? Is that why you ripped the wooden
2: half? Could like, be. <laughs> uh,
1: well, so yeah.
0: And, uh, but, and like, go ahead oh yeah well, I just wanted to get to Cap's dream as well since we're, we're yeah. like we're one dream away uh, cause yeah. one uh, cause Cap's whole thing when, when Scarlet Witch throws her little hexy beams at him uh, he's basically in this I mean what I love about what Joss Whedon does for these dreams is he shoots them like horror movies um, like cause the Scarlet Witch he when the, horror movie roots. oh exactly yeah I mean Cabin in the Woods and Buffy and all this kind of... I mean, there was... He has a lot of precedent for this, but it's so... It's filmed so differently from the rest of the movies. Like, each time, each vision is a little different. Um, the camera is is going different places. The lighting... I mean, it's all interesting. Um... So Cap is basically in this uh, USO hall, basically. And people are dancing, having fun, but every camera flash is, like, gunshots. He sees guys laughing, but they're riddled with bullets. And and then uh, Peggy shows up. And we know that, I mean, for having very little romance in the first movie, they have milked it so good for how much those two, like, really were, like, had the hots for each other. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and and it's... It's so sad because you know that if Cap had survived, if he hadn't gone into the, the frozen water, like, his war would have ended probably with World War II. And it's the whole thing with him is that he's, he's the man out of time, he's the anachronism, and yet he's the most suited to fighting and war, because he was made for that. And he looks around at what Barton has and says, like, this life doesn't exist for me either. Like, not anymore. The one person I wanted that with is now old and uh, has alzheimers and everyone else he knows is dead. I know, like let's make that story as tragic as humanly possible. Let's like. really do that. <laughs> like let's make this the notebook with no hope. Oh, God. Like whatsoever. <laughs> None of that sappy oh we died together crap. <laughs> <laughs> like she doesn't know who you are and it sucks. Yeah. Like. Uh, it's yeah that that part when Winter soldier was just like no <laughs> oh, ouch right. it just hurts me where i live and they,
1: and they do they just sucker punch you with
0: it like because
1: mm-hmm. like it's a normal conversation she's just like you know you, you did what you thought you had to do and and, and i continued on and then you can't blame yourself for that and then there's that moment where like
0: who are you like Oh, Uh, when she just goes like Steve and she's like starting to cry because like she just saw him again and he's been there for probably the first time she's ever seen him (sighs)
1: like oh my gosh it was just like oh
0: that's just so painful like just a gut punch it's like oh (laughs) he made me believe in the power of love damn you you stole it (laughs) Uh, um but like Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, because we don't get to see what Hawkeye's vision is, because Hawkeye has the best. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Because you know everyone was thinking it when Scarlet Witch comes up and is about to do the whole mind-tricky thing on him. You're like, ah, oh, not again with Hawkeye. This nightmare and then that why? arrow to the forehead, and she's electrocuted, and he's all like, I've done that before. Not a fan. <laughs> like, it, was, it was pretty good, yeah. This, well, then, this like... movie made Hawkeye so relevant. <laughs> like, well and, and that's the
1: thing is like I, I read an article not that long ago, just a few days ago, and, and it really talked about the fact that like Hawkeye as a character is so much more powerful of a character in this movie. Like somebody put it in the terms of like Hawkeye is the glue
0: mm. for the Avengers in this movie. And yeah. he is in so many ways because
1: because of the fact like he has this life outside of everything and he has this place where it's it's totally a safe haven. Mm-hmm. Um And the fact that, yeah, like, he learned lessons from before. And, like, they did. They did so
0: much more to make him a better character. Like, the fact that he has a way bigger quiver of arrows. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Like, he's, like, loading up with all kinds of arrows when they have that obligatory, like, suit him up kind of scene.
1: (laughs) Well, in a lot of that, like, they talk about the fact that, like, uh, you know, Tony, like, at this point, like, and, and, and there is, like, this weird, like, time gap that, never gets explained like there's never even a remote small backstory for a lot of stuff like like we ended iron man 3 with like tony stark like ooh, it's gone and i'm not really like into the iron man thing like mm-hmm. you know i am iron man but i'm not iron man. yeah and then, like suddenly like no he's very actively iron man like he's, he's yeah. very out there like doing
0: shit he just doesn't have the shrapnel like invading his heart anymore <laughs> right right um well in and, and like last we saw Captain
1: America Winter Soldier. Like, he takes off to go find Bucky. Like, Mm -hmm. and then, like, suddenly, like, nope, I've been around here kicking ass, taking names, and and beating the shit out of hybrid people.
0: Like, yeah. But there's, uh, yeah, there's weird stuff because they're trying to service other, other, other plots. Um, with, you know, with Cap 3 eventually, because, you know, Anthony Mackie as Falcon shows up for a brief period. I love Falcon! Um, and then you have Don Cheadle also shows up as War Machine to to help out a few times. Uh, That's so good. I know, and I like that because you have this universe now that has established so many characters, that you can have them all there and be like, oh, man, yeah, yay! Well, and the nice thing is with so many characters,
1: like, we, we all know, like, the Avengers, even in the comic books, has a very
0: rotating cast. Very much so. Of members. Like, it's it's not strictly going to stay,
1: like, Captain, Iron Man, Thor, Black Widow, and Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to stay these members and, and the Hulk. They're not going <laughs> to stay these members forever. Like, yeah. they're just not. the uh, reasonably, A, the actors are just going to get to a point where they're just like, I'm, I'm just done, I'm yeah.
0: out, which we already know is
1: coming, and, and it's a sad fact, like, with Cap, um, um, Chris Evans, Chris
0: Evans, sorry, he he's, uh, like, he only signed, I think, like, a three-year contract, he's got um, a, he has, I think, Cap a, to- a seven-picture seven deal, something like that, and I yeah. think Civil War might be. No, he's he's still in Avengers um, The Infinity uh, War So he's got about three more left, I think But they've
1: definitely set it up Where, because anybody who's Read Marvel knows Like, uh, Bucky Bucky Barnes Eventually becomes Captain America
0: um, Actually Within the comics right now, Sam Wilson Falcon is, is Cap So they could set it up for either one of them Actually taking it over Oh yeah, and, and that's just it It's just like, oh There there could be this interchange where you know maybe they'll do one, then they'll do the other, or maybe they'll just do one of them, or like like the battle for Captain America, right? (laughs) Right. Um, I somehow think Bucky
1: would win that. I don't know why, possibly.
2: Um. So yeah, it's it's one of those where this this movie
1: really like it was better in a lot of ways, I think, than than the first Avengers, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, like there were a lot of things about the first avengers that were just great yeah. um overall and i think it was just the whole we got to live
0: we got to live the amazing dream of like the avengers it's a thing it's yeah. a real thing oh my god yeah the the uh, first avengers is essential like the that the finale the 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 third act of that movie is all payoff for like 5 years worth of other movies yeah. like that was the that's the fanboy fangirl dream right there so i mean there's a lot of like faults in the first Avengers movie you know in terms of story and plot and everything like that but it's still a fun movie and you don't really care or think about it whereas um apparently Ultron was the movie Whedon pitched to Marvel first and that's what got him the job basically of directing those first two Avengers movies like this was the one he wanted to do so and this is also the first one under Disney I think I don't know Avengers was under Disney yeah okay so, but this is just purely Whedon and what he wanted from the very start. So, it feels like, it feels more Whedon than the first one did, if that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. And I mean, and in, in, in you can see it, like, there,
1: every, every scene, like, every, every section, I, to better put it, every act mm-hmm. of the movie is so well planned out. Like, it's not like, like... One act happens, and then like we don't get a tie-in about that act or an ending of that act mm-hmm. um, until like later, where they go, "Oh yeah, so that thing was resolved." <laughs> um, like every act, like has beginning, has middle, has an end, and and it's all concrete, it's all compound, and it has weight to everything else that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, which was really really nice. I mean, I mean going back to going back to like. My favorite thing. My favorite thing in the whole movie. And it's the only thing I wanted to see, like absolutely. I was just like, if I go to this movie for any one reason, this is it.
0: And it was the it was the Hulk buster versus the Hulk. Oh yeah. Fight. The fight was so well done. Mm-hmm. Um and, and the fact that like and the
1: thing is like I read up on the comics before it, <laughs> and I was just like I was just like, Oh, that ends horribly for Iron Man. Like, that's just no bueno. Um <laughs> and, so, and so I was like, I don't know how this is going to go in the movie. But they did it really well. Uh, the fact that they, they talked about, um, basically, Bruce Bruce basically worked with Tony to come up with countermeasures for, if I go batshit mm-hmm. and nothing can stop me, we need something. Something that has some kind of chance to yeah. do that. Um, which is a giant space station that sends a giant
0: suit of Armor. And I love that they just call it Veronica. Like I don't, right. I don't know why it's called that at all. But. I'd be really curious. Um, and and like and, and that
1: scene is so good because because like a it's funny. Um, I, I mean, obviously Tony Stark always like always the sarcastic guy.
0: Like he's oh just
1: like I don't want to do this, but you you're, you're making me do this, buddy. And you know if you could just calm down, that'd be great.
0: Well, just even when he's like. Punching him repeatedly with like the jackhammer. was like, "Please go to sleep. Please go to sleep. Please go to sleep." <laughs> right. Oh my god. He just doesn't want to be fighting so him. It, well, because like that's the reality. Is like if, if you don't go to
1: sleep, this just continues. Like <laughs> this doesn't end. Like you have to go out cold. Um. And and I mean, it was it was it was just so. And and like you can see the obvious struggle there um, for Tony because like bruce and tony are, are such great friends like mm-hmm. um as scientists like they see the value of of each other's minds and um the fact that tony tony from the beginning like when from the first time <laughs> the first time he meets bruce you know
2: where he like shocks him with the thing and like cap's <laughs> like that's not funny and he's just like what i'm just te- i'm just testing my boundaries i just want to see how far it can go
0: mm-hmm. well and even bruce seemed to be kind of like okay with that like he was almost amused by it (laughs) right because he was in a place where he could go a little zen and so like something like what tony did doesn't really bother him but i think he was almost like interesting (laughs) yeah yeah um and so like that was
1: so well perpetrated in the fact that like i don't i don't want to fight you you're my best friend and i really don't want to have to go to that extreme measure Mm -hmm. um but if if but but we can't let innocent people be hurt because once you come to like you will feel even worse mm-hmm. about innocent people because like there, there's even a point like at the beginning of the movie like um, after Bruce has come down where he he's at like he he's just like he's trying not to focus on the on the destruction he did because he knows he killed people like he knows that's the reality of what happens when he turned turns into the Hulk yeah um, you know and like there's that whole like. Slightly funny, but at the same time, like, oh, that's so shitty moment with, with Thor,
0: where he's oh, just yeah. like, you know, how is it Thor? He's just like, ah, your enemies are, you know, part, you know, they're, they're now in hell and celebrating their,
1: their utter destruction, and, you know, 30 of them, and it's just like, and then, like, everybody else is like, what
0: are you doing? I love and that Cap just like, is just like, mm, no. <laughs> he's just like, I mean, they're just relishing
1: and like it's just horrible
0: like I don't know how to come back from this I'm just bad at this yeah <laughs> no. there's yeah I mean Thor cause like yeah Black Widow is basically trying to, to tell Bruce that you know if you hadn't been the Hulk Hawkeye probably would have gotten killed uh, I'd probably be splattered somewhere over the place, so, like, you do more good than harm at this point. And then she's, like, trying to get confirmation from Thor on that, and he doesn't read it at all. He's just like, no, it's like, the, the fires of hell now burn with their screams and whatever. And was and, and like, what? He's like, no, I mean, uh, they are um, just complaining of, like, you know, loose deltoids and uh, sprained ankles and gout. Uh, like, those things. Oh, uh, it was it was really well perpetrated. Oh yeah, the I mean the the humor alone in, in the movie. I mean it's a, of course it's a Whedon movie, so there's going to be tons of humor, like on top of really sad or devastating <laughs> moments. Well, and even outside of that, like Marvel Marvel has set a status quo in their movies where where the movies
1: have serious moments, but they don't want their movies to take them to themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Like like these are people. There's going to be moments of triumph, and they're going to relish in it, and there's going to be moments of failure, mm-hmm. and they're going to recognize it, but they're going to move forward
0: and try to make light of what happened. Exactly. And, I mean, always with Tony, we get, like, I love it when he's in the um, the bunker, and he's, like, you know please be a secret door please be a secret door and it's a secret door he's like yay (laughs) Like little things that you know it was Downey. just going like he just did that like right after the door pushed open or something well
1: and i love the defining moments like coming back to to hawkeye being Mm -hmm. like like in the statement of like him being the glue is there's there's that moment
0: where they're they're in uh is it sokovia sokovia yeah
1: um where they're in, the town
0: is in the air. Yeah, that's... Shit is going crazy. That's the, cli- for the for those who don't know, and we're about an hour into this conversation, the, the climax of the movie is essentially that Ultron is raising up a, a significant portion of Sokovian land, and the higher it rises, once it is, like, splattered down, it will create an extinction level event. Yeah, he, cre- he- Doing. Yeah, he's gone full on world annihilation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like
1: yeah, fuck it. Like I can just rule the world and make an army of robots, and we'll be great. Yeah, like, we'll evolve. <laughs> right, right. And so it's it's one of those moments where where the Scarlet Witch, like this, is at the point where they've kind of recognized what Ultron's endgame is, and they're like, oh no. Like, we're not okay with that. That's not what we signed up
0: for. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we can trace it all back to. This is actually the Scarlet Witch is doing more than anything else. <laughs> like <laughs> and so, so she's having that moment where where like shit's
1: going down and it's crazy. And and Hawkeye like just puts it to her. He goes, he goes, you know, if if you can't do this, like I will, I, I'll I'll call for your brother and he can get you out of here and and you know and you'll be safe and and whatever, you know, and we'll do our business. Or you step up, you recognize what this is, and you fight for what you believe, and and you do what's required, and you step out there. But the second you do, you're an Avenger. Mm -hmm. Like, just know that. Um, and, And it's just this odd scene, because, like, it's something, like, you never would have expected out of Hawkeye. Yeah. Of all of the characters. Like, I would have expected, like, the inspirational speech from, from cap i would have expected it from from shit from tony stark like i would have expected that um, because they've dealt with like the real world consequences of of their actions and things like that but yeah no like hawkeye the, the guy who nobody really gave a shit about in the first avengers is just like shit serious man mm-hmm. up yeah.
2: and and it's just and and it, and it is it's this defining moment for the scarlet witch Um,
0: because her brother's kind of already made his choice as far as, like, what he's gonna do. Um, And I think that's a really good contrast between Pietro and Wanda. Like, I mean, they they do it even with the going back to the big picture, little picture stuff because Wanda and Ultron are thinking big picture in their own ways. Like, Wanda is effectively the catalyst for all the events of Ultron because she's the one that has Tony see the thing and then lets him take the staff. I mean, thus concluding so-and-so. Whereas Pietro, like, when they're talking about these big fitch- picture things, he's like, no, I have one thing in mind all the time. Like, this one thing. And so, and his solutions are much more, like, fast paced. Like, when they're fighting over the Ultron body, he disconnects everything first, you know. He's the one making those snap decisions. Whereas, you know, Wanda is is just trying to think of every possible um, permutation of it, I suppose. Um, oh, I'm- and perhaps as part of the curse of like the, the
1: uh, of the abilities that she now has, mm-hmm. is the fact that you know her her mental abilities come from the mind stone,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so the fact that like she can control minds, but it's not that she can just control minds or or even um, permutate to somebody like images um, or make them see their worst fears. Like, with Tony, it's not so much she makes him see his worst fear, like, she looks into his mind and makes him see what's already there, which yeah. is his, his deep-seated fear that he will fail, and everybody he knows, all of his friends will die. Because even he recognizes that in the scene in the barn with, with Fury, where he's just, like... like this wasn't this wasn't just like this wasn't a manipulation. this is something that i I have had a deep fear of like mm-hmm. that I will be responsible for the death of the people that I care the most about, and I don't know if I can handle
0: that yeah well and even uh and Thor's vision is much more of the future I mean he's seeing Ragnarok, uh which is his next movie. So it was like, but it also setting up the um, uh, Infinity War as well because I mean we get more um, exposition on the Gauntlet and the Infinity Stones because we actually I mean we've gotten these explanations that you know they do the, their job well enough to explain why this thing is here and that thing is doing that and everything but this is really the first time we've seen all the stones collect into the Infinity Gauntlet you know in the Vision. Um, and then Thor really, like, laying it out there for Cap and Tony to be like, hey, this is going to be an issue. Uh, well, yeah, because even, even when
1: he's the catalyst for starting, uh, like, for, for, you know, essentially, like, kicking off Vision, like, once Vision has, like, you know, like, hey, thank you for not letting me go on a Rampage Fest. And he's just like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> like, he, like, Thor's the only person in that room who has any sense of what vision
2: is mm-hmm.
1: and why he's important
2: like yeah. he's the only one like everybody else is
1: just like it's a crazy robot thing <laughs> and it will kill us all it's a killer and bot <laughs> and he's just like no no this is the only thing like like i don't know what it is but i know it's not evil
2: mm-hmm. and it's it, it's it's the means to an end
1: it's something Achieve what we have and and even at the end like with the fact that like um it's revealed like he like the mind stone is part of vision he's just like like this is really important and really this is the safest place it can be at this point in time like there's nothing else that we can do because destroying the stone would kill millions of
2: people like, yeah be
1: a catastrophic kind of event um but yeah it was, it was, and I like that scene because, for the first time,
0: like, really, any at, at any time, like, Thor is the smartest person in the fucking room. I know, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Thor. It's, Thor always seems like, especially with the Avengers, and even in his own movies sometimes, like, they still don't quite know what to do with the guy. Like, to, I mean... The first movie was necessary to set up for the Avengers, and it, it turned out to be like a really surprising hit movie. I mean, it was well done and the stuff with Loki was great. The second one, you know, I don't know, it meandered a bit more than I was, you know, comfortable with, but still entertaining. Um, it's it's just kind of like they're like, Yeah, Thor's there, but other than throwing his hammer and then looking kind of like doopy every once in a while, what else are we gonna do with <laughs> Right,
1: like and and it's so sad because like out of the marvel movies like those are probably the movies that are the most lackluster to me are are his movies Mm because the first movie like they shoehorn in that horrible romance um and, and it's so obvious that it's like just shoehorned in there it's just like why do we he's 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 fucking thor he's the god of thunder like this guy can destroy cities if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Why does he care about her
0: so damn much? Well, and the fact that uh, it only takes, like, two days for them to be, like, hopelessly, un- it's like a Disney story. <laughs> uh, well... I mean, well, that was, but that was before Disney, uh, like... <laughs> well, and even, like, Thor 2, the Dark World, er, er, Yeah, or, Dark well, World.
1: Yeah, the Dark World, like, Like mm-hmm. I'm like I am all about this villain. Like he's he's powerful. Like he threatens the existence of of not just mankind, but uh, <clears throat> you know, typically
2: Asgard. Like he threatens multiple planes of existence, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And
1: and like they're great. And then there's Thor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and, <laughs> then there's Thor. <laughs> uh,
1: like he's you know he's he's got got his hammer and he's got all of the 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 testosterone to like i am a great warrior Mm. but like i haven't seen anything that has like really been like this is this is what the vikings thought of this is what the vikings believed in and i understand that he's a comic book character but at the same time like he comes from this myth- mythological place mm-hmm. of power, like so much power, and like I just haven't felt that in any movie he's been in. Where I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. Thor's kind of a badass. Like the only moments that happened, and really was in the Avengers two between him, and-, and it was with the cooperation of Cap. It was like every like like the
0: moment where in the beginning of the movie, and like there's a line of soldiers and tanks. Oh yeah, and yeah. It's just like hit the shield. Boom! And everything dies. I love when they do that. I love... Because that that opening tracking shot that they do that's, you know, basically like a redux of what happened in the first Avengers movie. So it's, it's this huge, long tracking shot going from each hero to each hero as they're just, like, kicking ass and taking names and everything. I mean, just... I love when they show how the team works together. And then you get a, a second version of it towards the end when they're defending, they're trying to keep Ultron from dropping the city uh, you know, down to the ground and creating the explosion. And they're fighting all of the Ultron bots and everything. And it's, it's all of them in this little area fighting all these robots. And yet it feels so huge and so epic. You're like, this is what comic book movies were meant to be. Yeah. Well, and, and those are, like, those are the moments where,
1: like, they make it seem so, so great. Like, the only, the, and that is the moment where, like, I felt like I really saw the most power Thor has is, like, towards the end of the movie where it's, it's you know, like, Tony's got a crazy idea. Like, <laughs> of course hey, he does. we're gonna try this and we hope it fucking works or we're all fucking
0: dead. Crazy Tony uh, and his crazy ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is that moment where, you know, like, Thor, Thor strikes the
1: pinion and it's this huge calling of power, um, and ultimately, you know, like, shatters this giant rock into lots of little rocks. Um, <laughs> which which is, you know, like, at the same time, it's like, it's less catastrophic, but how catastrophic was it? Yeah.
0: He's like, <laughs> um, gonna crunch the numbers on that one. <laughs> like, right? I'm like, I know
1: science, and, like, even if you have small meteors, there's collateral damage.
0: Yeah. but, um, and, and I think what a what precedes a lot of this stuff, too, is, like, let's talk about Thor's hammer, because that becomes a plot point that no one really saw coming. It's a huge plot point that oh, no one yeah. saw coming, because it, like, it, it starts with the whole, like, that, that whole
1: innocent scene, like, it's the after party, and all of the Avengers are sitting around, and- and Thor's hammer's just, like, sitting on the edge of an
0: end table. I just love it. it's, like, a huge paperweight in the middle of a table. in the middle of this
1: coffee table. And so, and they're all, like, bullshit. And Hawkeye's like, so, what you're saying is if I can pick up that hammer, I get all of the powers of Thor. I rule Asgard. I'm the coolest guy on the planet. And he's just like, yeah. He's just like, go ahead, try it.
0: Yeah, if you're worthy. <laughs>
1: And so each of the heroes, like, it's it's, it's humorous because each of the heroes, like, takes their shot at, like, grabbing the hammer because nobody has, like, there's not, like, it's not, like, a set guideline of rules, mm-hmm. like, written down anywhere that, like, well, if, you know, you're a good person and you do your chores and you don't anger other people and you walk little old ladies across the street, you can have the power of Thor. For like, real? It's not that, it's, <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, it's like, he who is worthy can wield the power of Mjolnir and it's just like so all the heroes like take their try at it and they're really humorous they're hilarious like the whole like I love the whole Don
0: Cheadle and and uh uh, Robert Downey, like as Iron oh. Man,
1: War Machine with the gauntlets, like, 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 are you, are you, are you giving it to your own,
0: Like, yeah, I'm doing it. Like, okay, like, let's do this. Like, come on. <laughs> I just like he's like, like he's... you gotta represent. Like, are you on my team? Are you on my team? <laughs> like, just yeah, the exchange between the two of them. They're using like the rocket launchers off of their uh, gauntlets. Yeah, to but try but lift I, love, it. I love that continued relationship. Like, like that's the one thing about.
1: Machine that's always been like slightly sad to me because i liked Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. i like him as, as as the replacement choice to to become war machine um and like i just like the way the character is represented mm-hmm. and it's always been like these moments where uh anytime he shows up like you still see see like him and tony still like best friends yeah like they're they, they still like rely on each other and help each other out and, and it's so great and so yeah there's that moment where like like, even the moment where, like, it kind of jiggles a little bit when, like,
0: Cap tries to, like, oh, pick it up. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and, like, Thor's just like, oh, shit. Yeah, Thor's just Dang. giving this look like, oh, my God, he could lift. Like, he, sque- he budges it just a little and the camera is, like, seeing past the camera to Thor and just the look on Chris Hemsworth's face. He does such a good job of conveying that, oh, I'm worried, and then when Cap doesn't lift it, he's just got that moment of, oh, good, good, you didn't lift my hammer. That's awesome. Like, well, and it's even funnier to comics readers, especially with uh, with the fact that, like, in the
1: comics right now, like, Thor's a woman. And and so, like, it, and, and that really leaves it up to grabs, like, Anybody could be Thor like Thor's been a lot of things Thor's been a fucking frog like mm-hmm. Thor's been like Thor's been a lot of
0: things And we should reiterate that Thor the actual dude is not a woman but the position of Thor has been taken up by a woman Yes Thor yes. is now just called Odin's son It's confusing because it's- now they're saying Thor is both job title and his name but whatever <laughs> yeah. So uh, So so yeah so there's there's all of that And then there's
1: <laughs> And then after the vision like Hammer is just, like, laying around, and nobody other than Thor can call the power of the hammer or pick it up, mm-hmm. and then, like, the Vision just, like, whoop, hey, there you go, it's Like, and, like, just picks it up and hands it to him, and, like, and then everybody else in the room, like, sees it, and they're like,
0: whoa. That's when you need to cut to Keanu Reeves just going, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm not even kidding, both times I saw it in the theater, when the Vision... Like shit. When he hands the hammer over to Thor, when that moment happens, everyone in the theater is like, "Oh!" Because they do such a good job of setting up that you—you you mean the worthiness factor. And, and well, and the best part is they didn't just leave it off either. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, like this moment
1: happened, and then like it, it just never ties in like ever in the rest of the movie. Like it's the whole like like Thor decides like he's gonna go and hold off Ultron um, and help the Vision. Mm-hmm. And then there's that whole trade-off, where, like, suddenly he's just, like, he's just getting his ass beat handed to him, and then he's just, like, you know,
0: are you, like, any time that you're ready... Yeah, and, he's, like, like running like, out just, of things to say, he's, like, I am Thor, Odin's son, you know, ruler of Asnia, all this, he's, like, giving all the epitaphs and everything, he's just, like, stalling, and so then just Vision comes in, and it's, like, whack, with the hammer, he's, like, it's very nice, it's very well balanced. <laughs> it's really well balanced, and he's just, like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta keep... Small like
1: that because uh, you get more power in the swing. But it was just like,
0: oh, <laughs> so good. And... But it's it's a pure. It's like that really pure like um, Chekhov's gun scenario because they mention the they, they the hammer isn't just like a oh it's just a funny little scene. It actually has weight at the end of the movie. It's a purposeful setup for this payoff, so that not only can you see that Vision is worthy, like, if he wasn't worthy, he wouldn't be able to, you know, wield the hammer, and that proves it to, you know, Cap and Tony, and, I mean, everyone who has doubts about him, that he's evil, because an evil person wouldn't really be able to wield Mjolnir. (laughs) Yeah, well, and, and, and and they continue to touch on the whole
1: thing, like, by the end of the movie, like, there's this whole scene where, like, Thor's getting ready to, like, go back to Asgard. And, he, mm-hmm. you know, and he's walking, he's talking to Tony, he's talking to Captain and they're like, well, I mean, he, he's kind of like, like, like he's, he's, he's like an android, so it's, like, not even the same rules. Like, yeah. it's, it's different. Like, he's not, he's not, like, human. So, you know, like, it's totally different
0: rules. There was a, there was another exchange of that where they talk about, like, What if, if you put the, if you put Mjolnir down in an elevator, elevator still goes up. And, uh, and Cap's like, elevator, elevator's not worthy. (laughs) I love that exchange. Like, that might be, other than Hawkeye's, uh, you know, the, the first part of his speech to Scarlet Witch, where he's like, the, the city is flying. The city is flying. Like, uh, I have, like, uh, what is it? Oh, it's like, the city is flying, uh, we're fighting, you know, a bunch of robots, and I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. None of this makes sense. Like, that was probably one of the best, like, motivational speeches. Because he says that right before he says the whole, like, you go out there, you're an Avenger. And it's just so, it's so effective to, like, humanize him and then also, like, build him up in a heroic sense, too. Because um, he's the one guy you could really, you know, who could really give that speech. Because Scarlet Witch is still not not Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Widow. I don't even know why I'm trying to get them confused. There's so many women in this. Oh my god! Ah, when is Marvel going to stop putting so many women in these movies? <laughs> Actually, this one probably has the most women in than any Marvel movie at this point, which is really depressing. Um. But yeah, the the and the, it was interesting because there was this guy I follow on Twitter, uh, Brett White, who mentioned that when when Black Widow fights, she throws her entire body into everything. Like you know, yeah. she she's a trained assassin, but she still only weighs you know probably like a buck thirty, like yeah. maybe. And so if you've got one hundred thirty pounds going at you at a hundred miles an hour, that's gonna freaking hurt, <laughs> like. So yeah. she has to put everything into fighting, like way less than like Cap has to, or Thor, or even Tony with the, the armor and everything. Um, whereas Hawkeye is the dude in the background for the most part with the arrows, like he's the the long range um, like sniper basically. Yeah. Um, but it, no, it's such it's a great support class. He is. And then when he gets when he runs out of arrows, he can just jump down there and like stabby stabby with the bow, I suppose. Well, and they they made
1: a good example that like i mean they use that a little bit in the avengers with hawkeye in the first movie but in this movie like it was so much more like there were there were a lot of moments where yeah like instead of like wasting an arrow to like you know to to shoot at a guy like he'd have enemies behind him and like he would turn
0: around like jab him in the face with it like unnaturally Um, knowledgeable of people being behind him like a lot it's like man to Um, have your senses (laughs) yeah
1: well and i mean in in the end of the movie sets things up really well like like going back to the whole like rotating cast of Avengers with with the whole like Captain and Black Widow are left with the whole aspect of like we have new Avengers like we have the we have the Scarlet Witch and we have uh, War Machine and we have um,
0: Falcon and Vision Falcon
1: and Vision you know like we gotta whip them into shape because they're 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 Avengers mm-hmm. um which just goes to show like in in future movies like they'll they'll all have like obviously a role. Um, I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm stuck on the vision. I really am. Like, I just want to see so much out of that character. Um,
0: well, they, because... they made him so endearingly, go- I mean, they just made him a really endearing character very quickly, and, and it helps because he's Paul Bettany, and we've heard his voice for several movies. Like, he just has a naturally warm voice, despite playing a computer. Um, and, and so I think that that was, that just kind of brings you on board to begin with. And then just, even, like, like when he makes the cape, like, when he sees Thor's cape and he makes his own, he's just kind of like, yeah, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna have one of those too. Uh, like, yeah. there's, there's ways that they make him just immediately an interesting character, even though he's not really Jarvis anymore. Um, uh, yeah. that makes, I mean, the whole thing where he saves Scarlet Witch at the end, like, she's, she's ready to die, and she has a great moment with, like, Ultron and one of his bodies where she basically like pulls what's effectively his heart out from his chest, which is following the, you know, unfortunate death of, uh, of Quicksilver because I mean, one of the other things that they were setting up with, uh, with Pietro and Hawkeye because Hawkeye of all of them, he was probably the punk kid who grew up on the streets and everything. So there, you can kind of imagine why he has the relationship that he does with the twins Um, the much more, like, those snarky little smartasses, I'm gonna, like, put them in their place, and all that kind of stuff. So they, they set up this thing with Quicksilver being like, oh, you didn't see that coming? You know, like, that bit? And then he gets the, the, the upper hand on him when they're fighting over Vision. And there's just, like, you just see time slow down, and there's a bullet going through the floor, and Pietro's just looking at it, and then he falls through, (laughs) and then there's Hawkeye, he's like, what, you didn't see that coming? And it unfortunately ends with um, uh, Hawkeye is saving this little boy because little kids always get separated from their parents no matter what.
1: (laughs) And you're so set up. You're so set up in that scene. You're just like
0: no, but he has a family! Exactly, like... He, Why?! He com- like, Whedon completely turns that... Because the minute you see a guy with a family and he's like, oh, this is the last job <laughs> and I'm two days from retirement, like, you just feel like Hawkeye's days are numbered. Like, that would have been a huge hit for the team. But then it's Pietro kind of, like, summoning up all that heroic courage and all that kind of stuff. He grabs Hawkeye and the kid and gets them out of the way as Ultron's coming down with, like, a the Quinjet to um, to shoot them. And then you cut, and there's, like, this moment of silence, and then you look over, and then there's Pietro with tons of bullet holes in his body. Just riddled. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, and, and, like, I'm not gonna lie, there was, like, some part of me was like, but somebody can save him, right? Yeah, you're just like...
0: Somebody's gonna save him! <laughs> no one can die in the Marvel Universe. We've established right? this. <laughs> Like, oh man colson lives so does Pietro, right
1: right like i'm just waiting for him to show up in agents
0: of shield like oh, that's that's
1: where like like all the characters all the good characters who die they
0: they end up in agents of i would love it if aaron taylor johnson just showed up <laughs> they're like what what's going to tahiti i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a magical place it really is um well, and,
1: and, like, they've done such a good job of tie-in, like, it, I made I made a point of making sure that I watched the most recent Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just before Age of Ultron came ah, out. Yeah. and And, like, it wasn't a huge tie-in by any stretch of the imagination. It was just, like, it wasn't like, you know, like, Ultron was there and they're like, shit, Captain will deal with this. Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't any of that, but, like, they, they definitely, like, tie into it. Like, there's major events happening
0: here that, mm-hmm. you
1: know, is going to require the event
0: kind of thing oh, yeah. um yeah because isn't the, the the most recent episode like they get the coordinates to struckers um stronghold or something like that yeah which yeah so i mean if anything that's all the information you really need is like that's how they know where to go you know to get the staff <laughs> yeah well and, and that's the thing is like it, it didn't feel as shoehorned
1: um or like they had to delay the series like to make it fit because that's the thing in season one of like agents of shield like it very much felt like that leading up to the to the Thor movie mm-hmm. um, where it felt really shoehorned. Like they, they, they really like held things off um, in story and
0: development. And it's one of the things I think that contributed to season one of agents of shield being kind of slow and like, they were really waiting for winter soldier. Cause after yeah. the mid season and when, once it's revealed that shield was infiltrated by Hydra so many decades back, that's when not only Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. took off, but even the Marvel Universe kind of kicked into a different gear where you're like, oh. Well, yeah because, it, well and yeah, because
1: it's like that moment where it's like, well, nobody can be fucking trusted. Cause it could be Hydra. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs>
0: oh, I do want... I love the running gag of uh, of Cap and language. Like, because, the, I mean... This movie is rated PG-13, I do believe. I mean, they couldn't say shit. I think because they, they get their shit right out of the way. Like Tony, Tony Ghost for the the stronghold hits the force shield, and he's like, "Shit!" <laughs> like, yeah. And Caps all like, yeah, you know, like, "Language, language." <laughs> and then it's like the running gag through the rest of the whole. Oh.
1: Like, like, I wouldn't want to offend, you know. Cap's like delicate ears, or anything like
0: that. <laughs> and I love it because uh, when when Thor like runs off and uh, Tony's like, "And for gosh sakes, watch your language!" And Cap's just like, "That's not going anywhere anytime soon." <laughs> like, <laughs> just the resignation he has that everyone's going to comment on it. It's like so it's good. good. Um, so uh, we're we're at almost an hour and a half. Uh, but, James, I remember that you you posted an article or you sent one to me that was um, a comparison of Ultron to Man of Steel, I think. I don't know. I, I think it was something about commenting on the carnage versus, you know, saving the people, I want to say. You sent something. I didn't send anything. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> well, no, because I saw something. I with think it. I know
1: what you're talking
0: about, though. Yeah. Because there's this whole thing. Because the entire third act of this movie when they're trying to save Sokovia um, is essentially them just trying to save the people. Like yeah. it is all pretty much devoted to evacuating um, the city. And then once the rock has, has um, freed itself from the ground, essentially trying to keep um, the, the robots from killing more people, you know, yeah. it's all well, about yeah, saving. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and that's the con- like,
0: like that's the conflict initially. is like before they know that like,
1: um, Fury's coming with you know his giant fucking airship of savior.
0: Um. <laughs> airship of savior.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like they're trying to figure that problem out. Like it's like there's like five or six of us, and like what that like like Tony figure out how to fix this. Yeah, everybody else figure out how to kill robots and save everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and they have no plan. They have nothing. Like, in terms of saving people, like, this isn't going to end well.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to end very poorly. They're, they're pretty um, much re- um, resigned to it. Like, this is the last hurrah. Like, we're not leaving these people here, so therefore we're not leaving. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: well, yeah, because even, like, Black Widow, like, she, she tells Cap that. She's like there's worse
0: ways to die. (laughs) She's probably done that to a few people. (laughs) Right. Um, And then of
1: course, you know, um, Fury shows up and he's got, you know, his, his giant ship and, you know, they've got, you know, crews to like get people off. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and so, and even then though, at that point, it's like, how do we prevent a catastrophic, a catastrophic event from happening? Like, what do we do? Because even if we save these people, we're not really saving these people mm-hmm. the higher this thing gets, like the higher this gets, the more chance that like, even those people, even though we've done everything possible, they're going to die and millions others are going to die. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's,
0: it's, this, my... well, it's the whole thing that they're, they're making a concentrated effort to, Keep civilians as far out of the way as possible, especially in the third act. I mean, there's there's times like when when Hulk and uh, Iron Man are going at it in um, in Africa, um, like when Tony finds the building with no people in it to drop him in. But there's still plenty of civilians around that could still be affected. Oh my it's God. Like, uh, I see where you're going with this, but ah, uh, nah. Um, And even then, like, when they're drawing Ultron out in Korea after he's gotten the cradle, like, there's still stuff where civilian casualties have most likely occurred, but you see more effort put in by the Avengers to prevent that than any part of Man of Steel. Right? Right, like, so...
1: addresses that whole issue it's mm-hmm. the whole like it's that like you know the last part of the meme is like that face on superman where he's just screaming
0: oh yeah <laughs>
1: and, and, and you know he, he's talking and, and it's just it is quintessential because like it, there's that really direct contrast where like these heroes did everything possible beforehand mm-hmm. of saving as many people as they could you just kind of destroyed a
0: bunch of buildings that you destroyed like city. pretty much all of metropolis i mean that city looked pretty devastated when you were standing there kissing lois lane amidst <laughs> the ashes of the dead <laughs> <laughs> i love you uh, we're gonna kiss we're making totally making out oh i love you lois <laughs> i mean in And it's, like, it's not fun anymore sometimes to, like, bash on Man of Steel because it's just so old. But at the same time, when you see movies, like, in the Marvel Universe where those things are taken into account, it's not just about, um, you know, really cool, awesome uh, action sequences, which there are so many of them in this movie. It's great. But that there's downtime, that you actually take moments to, like, build on the characters, to even have some sort of philosophical, you know, philosophical conversation about the nature of men and monsters. I mean, you're getting kind of all the greatest hits here um, without having to, like, sacrifice anything. I mean, really, yeah. in terms of, like, making a movie and making a superhero movie, for that matter. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, it's pretty damn good. I mean, they're... There are definitely flaws in the story. I mean, stuff just kind of seems to happen like out of nowhere. Um, the creation of Ultron is really rushed, like to the point where you're like, because it, it's a montage of creating the program once they they find it, and then it's like, yeah. oh, we did a few tests. There's a party. Oh, sir, I'll let you know. And then suddenly it works. Yeah. There's like. Yeah been out of the room less than like 20
1: seconds and yeah it's just like test success yeah it's like this really <laughs> like, quick cut make Ultron and it's just like wait wait what but he told you to test it
0: why did you test it and then make a robot like why did that happen <laughs> damn it Jarvis leave you with <laughs> one job <laughs> like and it's like yeah I mean and even the the trip to the dream pool that um basically Thor takes with uh Eric Selvig I mean Stellan Skarsgård is just there to take him to a pool, and then he has... it's. He's literally the cab driver. Yeah. Like, like the, is it dangerous?
1: Yes. I wouldn't want it any other way. And then cut to, we're in a cave!
0: Yeah. With a vision pool. And he's like, got a box! He has a box with him. Like, and he's just like, okay, I, f- I mean, the, the, so the thing going... What's up, in the box? Yeah, what's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> then Kevin Spacey shows up for no reason. Um... <laughs> cause I know that this movie was cut down significantly. Like it's got a three hour plus runtime in reality. I think Um, that Joss Whedon cut it down and that when it's released on DVD, Blu-ray, it's going to have the extended cut and the deleted scenes, all that kind of stuff. So we're looking at a much longer movie and it feels like that because there are just these moments where you're like, I feel like there was a scene before that that explained a few things. Well, yeah, like even like, the,
1: the almost the entire first act like mm-hmm. when you're talking about like like again, Iron Man Tony Stark's still Iron Man like how <laughs> is that happening where Cap is apparently not just hunting down
0: Bucky in who knows where land I guess like, Falcon's in charge of finding Bucky for the most part <laughs> right? like there's
1: these little little pieces that you're like wait hasn't seen any of the other movies then then you'll probably just roll with most of it you'll be like that's something feels off i don't mm-hmm. know what but okay whatever um and you'll be fine with it but yeah like obviously those of us who have like seen all of the previous movies um <laughs> we're just like
0: but what about that <laughs> my continuity alarm is going way off right now <laughs> yeah. well
1: and it's one of the things like i know they have done in other movie in past movies where like, they've gone back and they've touched on something where it's just like, oh, during that time, like, I was doing
0: this. And mm-hmm. it's
1: like, oh. Okay, I guess that explains
0: it. Sure. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and I think, uh, I think before we go as well, uh, to li- the mid-credit scene, because uh, there was no end credit this time. Yeah. Uh, Joss, Joss Whedon was very vocal about that, but he was like, look, there's only one, and it's in the mid-credit role. I got Argument with a
1: girl in the theater about it because I was walking out because Chris had tuned me into it and it was just like I've been to the this is, this is my second time and I'm telling you that's it it's the mid credit like that's it like mm-hmm. there's nothing at the end and like I told this girl and like all her friends are like no but she's like a diehard fan and I was just like I'm a diehard fan <laughs> and I'm telling. Yeah. sit here and
0: watch the credits please. go with god with my blessing <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the mid-credit scene is uh basically uh, we see like a little like, fan room or whatever and then like you hear the opening of a door and there's the infinity gauntlet and then gauntlet, we... gauntlet! and it sands any stones any gems and then we hear Thanos, and we see the big Purple Rock dude, and he's like, fine, I'll take care of it myself. And he puts the gauntlet on, and that's it. Oh, so good. Yes. And, and, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm so intensely wanting
1: that, that movie. I want it so bad.
2: <laughs> and mostly because, like, they've done so much world building to it. Like, mm-hmm. we, we
1: end the Avengers with, like, the very first scene of, like, Thanos, and it's just like, oh... I don't know anything about him <laughs> internet tell me things and then i was like oh my god like that's amazing um and then of course guardians of the galaxy like the direct like the direct tie into thanos it wasn't really even like an after cutscene. it's like right in the middle of the movie
0: yeah. like the
2: big
1: bad guys that's so like i want your help and if you don't do it i'll kill you and it's just like do you know who you're talking to do you know at all who you're talking to um you know, obviously, like Thanos has his own major plan mm-hmm. through all of it, and 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 this was finally the culmination of that. Like, this is the plan. Now I'm just going to go take care of business, yeah, because that's what I do. Because apparently, if, if nobody else can do it right, I might as well do it myself.
0: Well, and that was that was my whole, I mean, I that was my issue with the scene, because he's like, fine, I'll do it myself. It's like, why didn't you just do that from the beginning, dude? Why didn't we just start that way? Yeah, it's like, ah, uh, I don't see, I mean, I know that Thor was like, someone's been pulling the strings behind this, like, bigger plant. It's like, I don't think as many strings are being pulled as you think. I think it was just Thanos sending a bunch of lackeys to try and get some stones for himself. Right. And then when that didn't happen, he was just like, Fine, dumbasses. I'll do it. <laughs> it's just, just, like, just like, fuck you guys.
1: Like, why? Why do I rely on
0: health? <laughs> like, why do we even bother? I'm just gonna sit in my space chair and laugh and, and it smile. It actually feels like that's all Thanos does. We don't ever see him do anything else than sit in his
1: space chair. Like, that's <laughs> it. Like, it's, it's like, it's like dad. It's like we just make dad get out of his fucking easy
0: chair, like, and he's oh.
1: just angry about it now. Like,
0: <laughs> I told you to mow the lawn! Now I have to do it myself! I told you to mow the lawn! Well, screw you, I'm gonna get an Infinity Jam! Like, <laughs> fine! <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate what it's doing to set up Infinity War and everything, because maybe not until Ragnarok, like Thor Ragnarok, are we gonna get another, like, really close tie-in to Infinity War? Like, I don't know how Civil War will tie in at all, if it will. Um, And there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy, too, so I I don't remember where that falls into the the phases, either. And we know where that
1: build is going. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. like, like they're going to do Thor, they're going to do the next Cap, and they're going to do another
0: Galaxies before we get the third Avengers. Yeah.
1: Mostly because the Guardians fall into infinity award
0: like they're a big part of that yeah if they if they weren't involved you'd be like wait a second then what was the point of that whole thing Why did we do that movie? i don't understand i mean groot and rocket were awesome don't get me wrong but come on i need to feel like there was some payoff here guys well it leads
1: into like how are they going to tie in other things how are they going to tie in agents of shield how are they going to tie like how are they if are they how are they going to tie in um marvel's daredevil mm-hmm. um you know, they've got a lot of shit. Like, Marvel has big goddamn plans. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can't even conceive all of it. But it's it's a matter of, like, how's all of it going to tie in? Well, and,
0: and, the, and the thing is, because they have so many characters, that they have the pick of the litter for who can or who will and who won't show up. I mean, that's the beauty of this, like, with Daredevil being as awesome as it is. And knowing that you're going to have Jessica Jones and Iron Fist and Luke Cage and then the Defenders, you know, when they form up. Like, there's rumors that they're going to show up in, in, in like, Infinity War or Civil War or something like that. Possibly. But that's the thing. Like, you can make that happen now because we've established already in 13 episodes the Hell's Kitchen world like, so we've got that, and that can interact with the Avengers whenever it really needs to, and you know, and the Avengers can interact with the Guardians whenever they need to, it's like, it's all it's all pieces of different puzzles that can just fit together no matter yeah. what well, and the fact
1: that, like, for, for Civil War, like, we finally, we finally get the linchpin of it all with mm-hmm. Sony finally going we'll let you do shit with with, with Spider-Man, yeah. we'll let you do that like, that's so huge, because, like like, Spider-Man is such an important piece of that whole puzzle because Spider-Man's, like, his city is New York. Hell's Kitchen, New York, like, all of it is his, his globe. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting to see how all of that finally, like, culminates together.
0: Yeah. It's just, yeah, Age of Ultron just is getting us closer and closer to even more awesomeness. And... Well, and it leaves,
1: you, it leaves me as a fan going, like, like I'm slightly nervous, too, because it's just like, well, if Age of Ultron happens, and Age of Ultron's amazing because it has to be amazing. What do we do after that?
0: <laughs> um, it seems we just keep going to the movies. Right. Yeah, like because yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of people going like the first Avengers was better than this one, or this one was better than that one. It's like, look, the first one, yeah, billion dollar payoff because of other movies. This one, I think it's I, I think in terms of the maturity level. It's a much more thoughtful movie. It's um, it's just got. I feel like it's just got more going. The characters are much more fleshed out um, now that we've had two movies, like at least for each of the the main guys. <laughs> we have a way better
1: perspective to understand
0: those those
1: characters as far as like their their
0: triumphs, their failures, mm-hmm. where they struggle as human beings. Because at the
1: end of the day, like that's that's the one thing like Marvel's really bringing to the forefront all the time is like they're they're still human Mm -hmm. like they're human and they have real life
0: problems and they have and 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 they all deal with those problems in totally different ways like Mm -hmm. normal people do yeah and that's why we love them all and we want so much we want more black widow merchandise yeah i had a whole podcast if if those of you
1: listening want to go listen to a whole podcast about how disney does a shitty job about advertising its female characters oh my god you can go go listen to my second episode on either itunes or my website yeah
0: and you'll get to hear all about it like unless black widow's wearing a frilly ball gown apparently disney doesn't Uh, give a shit because you know you know uh james boys are the only ones who like these types of movies i I don't know if you knew that I mean I'm an anomaly I'm a girl who enjoys action movies apparently are you really a girl maybe
1: you're not maybe maybe you've just been fooling us all
0: I don't know man I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check you yeah. I'm a secret man it doesn't help that I have her low register voice as well It's like well yeah. I I've, I've played that game with uh with customers at my job a long time ago just to see what I could get away with.
1: I talked to a guy knew, uh, named Samantha.
0: That was weird. Like... Uh, she said she was post but I didn't see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's a uh, Marvel. It's like they're they're especially with Joss. He brought in like more female characters in this one movie. I'm I'm serious. Then I I think you know if we did a count, there's probably yeah. more women interacting with each other. I mean, it's still minimal, but. Yeah, well, and it's
1: but it's continuing to grow, and mm-hmm. that's that's what's really great. is like so we have Black Widow and we have Scarlet Witch. I mean, obviously, next on the roster for um, for for being involved in this whole like storyline that they're going on, um, uh, uh, Zamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, obviously, she's going to be involved in all of mm-hmm. that. So, uh, and it's that'll ha- be an interesting thing. It's just like
0: alien assassin chick
1: yay Gamora yeah that's right
0: Gamora Um, Uh, and Captain Marvel is getting her own movie which will be it got pushed back because of Spider-Man but uh, she's ah, still and she was supposed to apparently have a cameo in this movie uh, in in Ultron but they're just pushing it she did I didn't catch it (laughs) no she's not in it she she was supposed to she was rumored to have one that was supposed to set up some other stuff but that was before Spider-Man came along that was the one thing Surprised me the most with this movie is like there weren't any real secret cameos
1: where like we caught a glimpse of a character or we heard a hint of a character that we haven't met yet or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. this
0: was just like balls to the wall. These are the
2: characters we're dealing with, and these are the events that's going to happen. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's not a lot of, I mean, other than the hints at Wakanda, you know, uh that that's the only, I mean, Wakanda. Wakanda. You know, it's like th- that's the only hint we have of another movie that you know makes any sense because i heard some people in the theater when they mentioned wakanda they're like oh, like you they were putting it all together like oh black panther black panther's coming like yeah black panther's coming <laughs> it's like t'challa's coming he coming and he's gonna be awesome <laughs> like, uh and then i do love that there's a bunch of these like Veterans at the party scene as well because it's like of course Cap would have veterans there at the party, right. and that's where the obligatory Stanley cameo is, and uh, and then he gets to just be kind of there and cute, and that's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and like, Kevin Smith just
1: recently did a whole thing that was like Stanley, like. The leading, the leading cameo artist. It's oh yeah, this whole, like it's this whole like little thing that like he he directed and everything, and there's like known actors in it, and it's it's like how to how to deliver like the perfect cameo, um, <laughs> and and like really like stanley is kind of the master of that because he does he like pops up and he's got a cameo in pretty much every marvel movie with any character he's ever been involved with Mm -hmm. but it's always like it's totally random like you don't see it happening until it's there like it's just like like you know in in iron man 2 where it's just like you know he's doing his cameo as a representation of um what's his name who
0: owns the playboy oh hugh hefner (laughs)
1: Hugh Hefner. like suddenly like he's hugh hefner and it's like wait but wait that wasn't (laughs) <laughs> oh, that was Stan Lee. Oh. Um and and it's unfortunate that like anybody who doesn't know who Stan Lee is, it's just like, why do they keep showing this old guy
0: in these movies? Like, who is he? It's like what the hell? It's like, well, he was like pretty much the creator of all of them. <laughs> you know, these with, you know, Joe Simon or Jack Kirby or you know. I, know, I was telling somebody about that the other day. I was just like as much credit as that guy
1: gets. Like, he's like half of the equation to, like, Jack Kirby and everything. I was like, but you
0: never see them getting cameos. Oh, well, yeah. Unfortunately, Kirby's dead, so. Mm. Not as many opportunities. They, we have CGI. They can, oh, yeah. they can edit his face. <laughs> i love it if there was just a picture of him on the wall somewhere, like, Uncle Jack. That'd be perfect! Yeah! Do it, Marvel! <laughs> um. So I think I think this is a good place to end it. What do you think, James? Is there is there anything else you want to address in the movie? Um
1: no, I don't think there's anything major. I mean, all in all, like like my final word is ultimately like it, it's a phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, we've spoiled so much of it for you already. Go out, watch the movie, check it out. It's it's an amazing movie.
2: Um it's definitely like something I'm going to invest into the Blu-ray mm-hmm. uh, because
1: I want to see that like additional footage, I Oh want yeah. that extended cut because it's just like what did I
0: miss? Yeah. Um, what did you take out that was necessary?
1: <laughs> right. Um. Which, which was with Josh Whedon, It's like everything. Like I just want everything. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it's like just create so yeah, more I, stuff so I can consume so, it. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a phenomenal it's done such a good job of of even more
1: future world building for what to expect down the road and I just keep looking forward to everything Marvel's going to crank out.
0: Oh yeah. No, I I wholeheartedly agree with you, sir. Um, It's like this was just a real it's just a good time at the movies as well. I mean, if you want action, you get action, you want humor, you get humor, you want like, you know, uh, tales of people being people, you get that too. And, uh, And a sweet robot villain. So, uh like, how can you go wrong? Turns out you yeah. can't. <laughs> but, uh, so before we go, uh, James, where can people find you? Um, of course, I am also Roman on the Rocks, so you can
1: find me at RomanOnTheRocks.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at RomanOnTheRocks. You can find me on Facebook. On the rocks. Um, I'm sensing just, a
0: theme here. <laughs> I'm mostly drunk by the end of this right now, so it's it's good times. Sweet. Uh, and then for those listening, you know you you should know where to find me. But if not, here you go uh, at darling underscore Sammy on the Twitters uh, on Facebook. It's actually Maniacal Curls is the group. Uh, please go like it and have fun. Um, and then uh, yeah, uh, this is on SoundCloud. I'm going to be moving into iTunes eventually. Now that I know it's pretty damn easy to do. So... <laughs> Yay! And so, for James and myself, thank you everyone for listening, and uh, come back for more next time.